All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Serious Angler podcast. We'll be previewing, previewing, previewing the next Bassmaster League event. Talking like the way I text. What? You're talking the way I text. At least it was probably spelled right. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. (laughs) The mess is back. And uh, Deacon's out of jail. He's joined us once again. (laughs) Get out of jail free card. That's great. So we got the crew minus uh, Brennan tonight. Brennan is uh, the lucky guy out of our group that's on Sturgeon Bay right now fishing. So he's the the lucky man of the group here. And uh, we'll be previewing uh, Lay Lake, which I think, uh, as far as we've been talking offline, has been an interesting event to try to pick for, uh, for, at least for fantasy fishing. We haven't really gone through Drain the Lake just yet. But uh, boys, we're back. Back with another event. And uh, Santi Cooper. Let's just kind of start diving right into things. What do you guys think? Thoughts going away from it? Did you expect to be it to be that tough? Were you surprised? I feel like Santee Cooper is a tough lake when it's not in the spawn. So, I mean, for them not to have limits all four days, I was not surprised for some guys to make the top 10 that way because a big fish or two big fish carry you a really long way at that venue. Um, I'm actually really excited and happy for Luke that he was able to get the blue trophy. That was really cool. And it was an event that set up really well for him. So I think that might've been the most surprising part was that Luke Palmer got the blue trophy. I think it's long overdue. Yeah. Very oh, long yeah. overdue. I will. I'm just, I was expecting Luke uh, maybe this is a, a wrong way to put it, but like those super consistent guys, you know, like your guys that are um, just always, I mean, think of like a Brock Mosley or like an Aaron Martins, like those guys that are just consistently just so good at, at finishes, but uh, that win evades them. I mean, for being, what is it, his third year in the elites? How, how many years in the elites has he been in? I think this is like four. Or fifth or okay but still to be that early in your career to get a win for being one of those super consistent guys like i was i was it was awesome to watch like i was i was fired up for him i think that was really cool i think another big takeaway from the event for me was just the spawning fish still going on um seems like everything's behind in the country and i love spawning fish and i feel like i've watched drew benton and drew cook spawn fish for the last like ever elite series <laughs> <laughs> so it's been fun to uh to watch it all go. yeah I think the elephant in the room is another scope tournament, even though it was shallow, right? Like, yeah. Really? <clears throat> the right. best part was watching Menendez talk about how he had to turn all of his scope stuff off so he could catch his big bass. You got to turn it all off or they run away. And then Luke's gone. There's still one more left because you can see him. Scope and catches that one too. And you're like, oh boy. Yeah, his tree on the final day. He caught, uh, did he say four off of the one tree? Yeah, he kept throwing at it because he kept seeing them. Like, yeah. But they just had this big monologue from Menendez where it's like, well, if I don't turn off all my electronics, they won't bite. And you know, like, It wasn't right after that, but they searched to Luke, and he was like, oh, yeah, there's one right there, and he just kept casting until he caught it. It's crazy. That would have been I think it helps, too. To Go ahead. So I was saying it would have been really funny if it was back-to-back. It was like, or I like, like, or like the split screen going back and forth on audio. <laughs> talking crap about it. And it's like, this is the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Who is right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I was – I mean, I, 
I'm not surprised at some of the big bags put up. I was more surprised the amount of uh, people that didn't get limits throughout the event. Like Matt Robertson, I think, had 12 fish in the event, and he was top 10. Polnick, I think, 14 or 13. One of the two. Like, it's there was obviously was size it? was there, but like, there's a lot of people that just didn't come in with five, especially on like day one, day two. Was it Luke the only one that caught a limit all four days? I think oh, so. There was more than that. Menendez. No, Menendez. No, I think it was just Luke. That's pretty crazy. So with that level of fishermen, that's insane. I talked to Bryant Smith after the first day, and I said, nice work. I mean, like, can you keep it up? And he, the first thing he said is, there are some big names, big names that didn't catch two fish or something like that. Because he's so, like, his eyes are so open. Like, oh, there's Hackney over there. And, like, so when I was like, dude, just go out and do it again. And he goes, I'm not kidding, Jake. It's not easy. Like, there are some awesome fishermen that couldn't catch more than three fish. But it was pretty crazy. The results, and I can't see. There we go. I still have a fast track. Palmer had 20. I think there was a few guys outside the top 10 cut that. Yeah, the only guy in the top 10 fish, but yeah, that had 20 fish was Palmer, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy. You are correct. It's wild, dude. It's good fishing. Yeah, it was. uh, I mean, one other thing is Brandon freaking Cobb, dude. Another third place finish. Yeah, he's he's on a roll. He's leading AOI, right? Yeah, I think he's got like a 12-point lead or something like that I saw. Oh, let's see. Let's see what the AO. So we got he's another one of those guys that's just like around the spawn. Give it like slightly post, slightly pre, or during the spawn. Like he is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in the lead with 387. Drew Cook in second with 369. Tyler Rivette in third with 349. Jockinson and Welcher. We got Mike Iconelli in sixth, though. That's kind of cool. It is cool. Which, if he can hold off, like Sabine, you know, Lay, and you get t- towards the north, could we see an Ike AOI season? I think Ike will do well at Lay. Like, it's he always does good on like weird, grindy post spawn events. I feel mm-hmm. like his, uh, I don't know if you guys have listened to, I think the most recent, um, Bass U was okay. No, that's, I, I confuse Ike Live with Bass U all the time with who their guests are. But the Bass U that Ike did talking about his new practice strategy this year was What's actually that? pretty eye opening. It's pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys. What is it? No. So I don't want to give it all away because it really is a great episode. Uh, I encourage everybody to go go listen to it. Um, it is, so he talked about how essentially he chooses mid lake everywhere from a practice style and does not pick up a rod. He locks his rod locker and does not fish like the first full two days and just goes and rides around and sees as much as he can graphing, making as many waypoints as possible. Wow. It, it was, it was, Ouch. I haven't finished the episode yet for two but, days. So he has one day to fish. Yeah. So like, there's still more to, to get into, but like he, he just will ride around. Not, you know, he says he keeps, the, his rod locker locked puts his key in his truck and goes and dumps the boat in and goes and rides around and looks at as much as many things as he possibly can well and also just yeah. i mean i love driving like that to like look at good water right i mean like not even necessarily graphing but at least just maybe 
from a shallow perspective of like looking for that right watercolor and just life and seeing things moving around. Like I feel like spend way too much time fishing and it's, it's really good to drive around. <laughs> I got a good story for you guys about that. So we just had a big tournament back home here where they gave a boat away for first place. It was big open, no off limits. Didn't Luke Lawson <laughs> win that or who won that? Yeah. Luke Clawson won it. And I remember like it, it's a labyrinth, awesome. like it's huge. Yeah. It was really yeah. cool. <clears throat> But um, good fisherman, really good fisherman, and Luke shows up. And I remember, like, the second day of practice, I see this guy, and he's and it's legal, but he's he's on the trolling motor with the outboard running, and he's just burning banks. And you're talking about a, a body of water that, like, 100 boats, it swallows it up. It's not huge, but as it's got a bunch of dunes everywhere. It's like just imagine a million islands. So you've got a ton of shoreline to cover. And they're not everywhere. And if you fish around a dune and find out there's no fish there, you spent so much time doing it. Well, Luke spent three days because it was the perfect weather, like perfect sun, no wind. They were coming up. It was getting ready to spawn. All these fish had come up. And he said that he spent three full days, never made a cast. And all he did was idle. He stood on the front of the boat with it. You can do that legally in that tournament. And so he stood on the front of the boat and just covered water. And kicked everyone's butt. He kicked the lake hammers' butts. All those guys. And everybody was like, well, Luke's a local. Well, Luke's an amazing fisherman, but he's not a local. He's been gone all year long. And I remember when I saw him go by me, I'm like, who is that cat road hunting? Because we call it road hunting. Cat. <laughs> who is that cat road hunting the dudes? Like, he's looking for spawners. He's looking for It doesn't really matter. Like, it doesn't matter because when it gets warm like that, right, all those fish come up. Even pre-spawners come up, right? Like, when it's warm right. and hot and sunny and we've got that four or five days. And I remember looking at him, and the first dumb thought that went through my head was, I don't even think that's legal. It wasn't like, hey, that's freaking genius. That dude saw 250% more water than I did. You know what I mean? While I was fishing and flipping dumb. And, like, I ended up with one day's worth of fish, and he, he won the tournament. And I remember thinking that, like, that's genius. He saw everything he needed to see. And I don't know if he saw fish or found them, but it's, like, the one thing that I remember going, I remember the first thought was, I don't even know if that's legal. And then I went back to being an idiot instead of going like, that might be the winning way to practice this tournament. Like you oh, must've had, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Even if those fish suck down because of weather, you know, they're using the area, right? You know, and yeah. half the tournament like that is just knowing where they're at. No. Cool. Yeah. I mean, anytime, if it's around the spawn, man, like the Delta, there was one day of practice where it was really slick. Like I did, I don't, I didn't make a cast. I, I was on 10 on the trolling motor all day marking, just marking. I wish time. somebody would have <laughs> like locked my rod lockers. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is fishing is so fun. Like right. figuring them out. It's so much fun. And like, I like that is a, yeah, that is a seasoned pros perspective. You know, miserable it must be to listen to your outboard bomb bomb as you're going in circles for like <laughs> three days straight. <laughs> The only time it feels good is when they hand you the check and say, congrats, you won. You know what I mean? But so my cool. question, so, so does he, so he's doing that right because he's able to, to go four miles an hour on his outboard rather than burn his trolling motor up. And he's turning with the trolling motor, you're saying? Yeah, we call it road hunting up here. Okay. And then, I mean, and then if you just start getting like, you're about to hit something, you just turn and turn and turn and then you run back and turn the motor off. Like <laughs> you better be quick on your feet. I, it's not the safest thing in the world. So uh, to all the viewers, it's not intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Don't I think about hitting, yeah, think about hitting a advice. stump. <laughs> yeah. Think, I mean, like I want you to give you a real perspective here. Hit a stump, fall forward, boat still running and gear runs you over, you die. Right. right. We call it road hunting. 
But uh, guys would take like braid and hook it to their kill switches. Oh. So that if they saw something come, they just pop it. It is completely <laughs> illegal in any of the bigger circuits. So you just have to do it on your trolling motor. Oh but the point was is that uh, like <laughs> the point was that you can cover a million stinking miles and do it all day long because your trying to troll motor batteries don't die. Right. Mm. Super smart. But I, it just totally matches with the Iconelli way of looking, right? Super smart, semi lethal. Semi lethal, lethal, semi legal. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Like I know in Bass and MPFL, you can't do that. If Big Boner's running, you got to be on your butt. You know what I mean? So a lot of guys will get like a throttle, like the old school guys don't like pedals because they can just, they can sit on like a cushion and put it in gear and they don't have to sit, push the pedal and they can look that way. But well, in this scenario, Right, like team derbies, I've done definitely done that. Where just one person's yeah. idling, the other person's standing on the front, and you're just going around. Like, remember, remember when uh, Kim Van Dam got DQ'd? The one time he ever really got DQ'd in a tournament because he let his co-angler drive him around, and it was an elite. Mm-hmm. That was back when they had co-anglers, and he and you weren't allowed to let your co-angler drive your boat, but he was doing the same thing. Really, I did not know that. That was the one time Kevin got DQ'd. I think that I remember. Hmm. Hmm. All right, fellas, let's uh let's start diving into Lay Lake, but really fast, let's uh let's do an updated points tally. Uh, let me actually pull up the group here, seeing as Brennan is not here. Uh, but uh, Andy, if you want to pull up your points from Santee, uh, let the folks know how you did. Awful nine oh four. I had Hackney, Kennedy, Polinick, Mullins, and Krieger. Mullins got me a whopping total of 73 points, which buried me down at 904. Okay. Yeah, it was good. It was good. What about you? 866, man. Horrible. Um, Patty Walters, the big letdown. Uh, Stetson Blaylock, I feel like, is always a safe pick. He had finished 24th, BP in, in fifth. Hallman, also, man. Rough one there. Uh, he finished 96th, and then I had Keith Pochet finish 62nd in Buckety. He's 63rd, right? Don't worry. It's just, uh, this isn't going to make you feel as he bad. He ended 62nd. He started you do, Bailey? after day one. It, it wasn't me. The mind's oh, it was a Jim Johnson. <laughs> that, okay. Keep going. Keep keep rolling through. Sorry. No, that's all of mine. Boomer, what about you? <laughs> you... Actually, we're had... Boomer for last. We're going to say Boomer for last. <laughs> He makes us all look bad. Uh, so no I felt like an idiot for my score. Uh, but because he's not here, we're going to trash on him. Brendan, uh, let me actually pull up who he had. Oh, no. Uh, so actually, hold on one second. Okay, so for Santee, I had John Cox in 28th. Brandon Lester with a shocking 79th. Uh, BP at 5th. Bradley Holman, 96th. Keith Poche, 62. So I had 849. So the third worst out of this group thus far. Uh, but then we get to... Then we get to Brennan. <laughs> Brennan as Patrick Walters, 75th. Gerald Swindle, 81st. Parazic, 9th, which saved him some points. Buddy Gross, 93rd. Or uh, Buddy Gross, 91st. Oh John Stoke up, 94th with 682. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> And now, Boomer, you can make us all look bad. Well, you guys remember, I was 
I wasn't. I didn't make the show, so I hope you guys gave me back. I, Deacon wasn't there to pay me back from all the making fun of him, but um, I had to be there. I got pulled over running into Idaho. <laughs> Did you? Dude, Dude, yeah, live. <laughs> It was wild, Boomer. Like the amount of people were like, "Hey, did you did you make it out okay? Like, is everything all right?" Like, they messaged me, but we're we're having a live show, and I was coming from Oregon into Idaho. Never saw a stop boat check deal, and I was like, "Hey guys, I gotta go. I'm getting pulled over." I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting pulled over. <laughs> and uh, the sheriff was like, "Hey man, you have to follow me. Turn around. Go get your Little side note get- there, Deacon. You should have seen all the comments that pulled into the show after you got pulled over. It was like 15 minutes of mayhem. We couldn't get on track. It was hilarious. <laughs> Those stupid boat checks, man. I hate them. Especially man. in Idaho is the worst. Like I remember I pulled into the one in Idaho after driving home from like Florida. And the lady's looking at him like, listen, that lady, I've been checked since Colorado. Like my boat's fine. Right. And the out comes this uh, sheriff and she's like, that guy had a kayak. And she's pointing at the freeway. That guy had a kayak. Did you see that? And it's almost like she was on a drug bust. <laughs> like I'm going to get him and flew in the car. She slid across the hood, slammed the door. And I'm like, did you really go to like the police Academy to chase down boaters that don't go to boat inspections? Like I couldn't believe it. That's Wait, the was this going in the Coeur d'Alene, like dropping in from Montana? Uh, I was going the one that you come in uh, right before you go up Fourth of July Pass. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you, you guys sure? could be like by her too. <laughs> a different time. <laughs> Both times I've ever been pulled over because of a boat not a boat stop. First of all, not good advice. I used to always blow through them. Never had any issues. This last Idaho has got me twice, dude. Idaho's hit me two times. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I'm like, ma'am. I want to be like. You could be saving lives. You know what I mean? Like, is it your job to stop crime? Like, anyways, don't get me started. She's the boat Gestapo. <laughs> totally. Dukes of Hazard across the hood. <laughs> Deacon, you've acquired a new nickname beyond just Sarah. It's also oh, Sheikin. <laughs> what is that? Even she, it's she and Deacon. Oh my God. <laughs> anyways, free, let's free get the Deacon. <laughs> the <laughs> dude the the 10 minutes after you got pulled over when you left i don't think there's words i think it was all of us just laughing in the entire comment section just roasting your ass oh my <laughs> gosh i love it uh, boomer i was very upset that you were not there you would have thoroughly enjoyed it oh god it's probably good i wasn't deacon would be my friend anymore <laughs> 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 i just i take too much you know Great idea. Here we go. Sit new series dangler hats coming with Sheikin. (laughs) Behind jail cells. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. All right. I'll give I I picked Poche. Love it. uh, Because I figured he's a shallow water king. Christy, because he's a Cypress machine. Uh, Polinick, I don't know what. Oh, because he won. Never mind. Gaston, though. What'd you guys think of Gaston? Nobody picked Gaston. Uh, he's fire. He is, and he's a swim jig machine. And they didn't have wind to like third day, so I figured he'd be the man. <clears throat> and then you can't, you can't pick, not pick Drew Cook, but he's a machine. So, anyways. So, you had how many points? 1230. 1232. He doubled Ooh. Brennan. Yes. <laughs> did Brennan, 
Did Brennan go across the board though? Did he just do the across the board picks again? <laughs> that's, that's a great. I can chalk. Yeah, I don't think his strategy is working out for him. <laughs> but uh, so the updated tally uh, in first place, we got Boomer with five thousand three hundred seventy-three. We have Deacon up to second place, wow. four thousand seven hundred eighty-nine. Andy in third, 4,777, so 12 points behind. And then I'm in fourth with 4,756, so 11 points behind Andy. And then Brennan in, Brennan is in last with 4,576. Wasn't Brennan second last week? No, he was uh, fourth. Oh. Fairly, I think Deacon was last last week. No, I was. I was last for really? two weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I was Maybe third. I was I was right enough yeah. to boost. Either way, two to two to four is really tight. I mean, twenty points separate it, so it could be this could be pretty fun, pretty fun going the last half stretch of the season. But uh, yeah, thank you, Boomer, for making us look bad again on another week. Uh, let's get into uh, let's get into Lay Lake here. Uh, so unfortunate news, he did pop in the queue for a little bit. Uh, Mr. West Logan was trying to join us here. But uh, his Wi-Fi is and his signal is horrible, so unfortunately he's not able to join us tonight. Dang but uh, let me because uh, I picked him too. Damn it! <laughs> I think we might have all. Picked him. Yeah. Well, let's everybody unpick him. I hope he's watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Let me quickly share screen the weather. But uh, what are you guys thinking? Any preliminary thoughts as to how this event might go down? I feel Freaking like grinder. I think I think John Cox is trying to keep people away from the bank, Bailey, because he knows your status and talking about uh this on a podcast. And so I think with your conversation with him of saying they're not on the beds, everyone's offshore. I think there's still gonna be some fish up shallow and on the beds. I, I do you really think he thinks that critically? That's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> The man just won 80 grand. I don't think he cares too much right now. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm just saying I don't, I'm not, uh, I think there, there definitely is going to be a lot of things at play, I guess, is what I'm saying. I think that there's going to be some shallow stuff. I think I'm looking forward to a post-spawn topwater bite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, I haven't looked at the weather or anything like that either, I guess, from that perspective, but go into that. Yeah, so real briefly to get into the days of competition, we got Thursday is evening thunderstorms, so it shouldn't affect them throughout the. Actually, it could be a nice little, uh, you know, pressure drop that type of deal. Get them going in the afternoon potentially. Uh, Eighty-two degrees. Uh, Friday scattered thunderstorms. Eighty-five. Uh, Saturday eighty-eight. Partly cloudy. Sunday ninety. Partly cloudy. So increasing temperature-wise each day. So it looks pretty much like your post-spawn is going to kind of be the deal. I doubt. I, I really, it's, I mean, I say we, we thought Santa Cooper was going to be done with spawners too, but obviously that was completely wrong. Um, but I could see a few being on bed still at lay, but I don't think that's going to be a heavy factor for a win. I, I'm, I'm in line with you, Deacon, and it's a lot of heavy post spawn, like fish still shallow, but not on beds. Like it'll be chatterbaits, topwater, spinnerbait, fluke, chat yeah. spawn, fry garters kind of thing. Yep. Probably freaking wacky rig on the bank is going to be a heavy player again. Watch out for Cobb, man. <laughs> Gosh. 
that dang fluke stick. I know, and he cuts the tail off too. Does he? A lot of times, yeah. He cut the tail off at Santee. Yeah, he, he does it on live. Yeah, yeah, he cuts it off depending on if I, it's like if they're on a bed, he'll leave the tail on. It's really weird, but he loves that material for uh, not bending over. You know how when you wacky rig. Um, a lot of times with the Sanko, the the ends are heavier because the plastic's got a little more density to it. And when they, when you throw it, it'll wrap around over the hook a little bit, especially mm-hmm. when you go right through the plastic. He says the fluke stick doesn't do that. And he doesn't use a, like a, an O-ring. Don't ask me how I know all these secrets. I, gotta look I'm, at I know who he rooms with. The tournament starts. I'm trying to get Polonik to jump on and give us an update, but he's not. I do have a text yet. update from Wes. He, he okay. couldn't join. He, he texted us what's going on. He said, right now, Lay's fishing really tough. Early bite is going to be crucial. Going to have to catch three to four to weigh in in the first 30 minutes to an hour. Hmm. Uh, after that, just hope and pray to get another bite or two. Water temp is around 70. In the morning, getting up to 80. I believe offshore is going to play big time, hard spots, brush piles, around 60, 62 pounds to win. There's your update, folks. There's Sounds your like insider a, info. Who was that from? That was from Wes. That was from West Logan. Mm. I'm still picking him. <laughs> I mean, I think we all I think we, we all are at this point. You're not scaring me, Wes. You're, <laughs> You're not talking me out of it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I think mean, I think I mean we said it at Santee. I feel like we said it at the event prior. Uh I think you were the one that said it, Andy. Uh, I was like a junk fisherman, it's kind of like their schedule. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty intriguing, but I, I I feel like it's very straightforward on how it's going to get one for this one in regards to just a culmination of post-bond patterns. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious to see, like, I think, I think to Andy's point, kind of a junk deal. Like, if you can go up shallow, get a couple topwater bites first thing, and then you're just out on hard spots and piles, or if it's going to be a guy who's offshore the entire time, that would surprise me some for sure. But I, I don't really know much about Lay Lake either. Boomer, you got any insight onto how Lay sets up? Um, it's Coosa River, right? So, yep. Yeah, those spots are goofy, but um, it's like I opened on Neely Henry a few years ago that I paid a lot of attention to because I fished it and got my butt kicked, but. Like the reason I like Wes is because he's really good with that. Uh, what do they call that bank grass they've got there? Like, like the Kusa oh. grass or whatever. Yeah, or not, yeah water willow. I, I always call it water willow. Yeah. 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 Uh, those guys that understand that water willow, that's a big deal. And they post bond in it, right? They'll post bond off of it. And I think they're mm-hmm. kind of looking into it. So, but yeah, I think it's going to be brutal tough. I, I think it is. I don't know. And I don't ever think that if you look back at Lay Lake tournaments, unless they're right in the pre-spawn or in the spawn, they're all that real or like dead summer. They're not real knockout tournaments. So I think it'll be a, won't be big weights. That's my take. I think yeah, Brad, Brad hits it nail on the head in the comments. Morning buzz bait or spook by like, I think for sure you'll see some of that action. 100%. Mm-hmm. Not even, not only in the morning either. Yeah, I think you're going to see top water. You're going to see frogs, buzz baits, swim jig. will probably play big time in that water willow. So, yeah, guys yeah. chasing the the shade line into the early morning. If well, if it's storming, who even knows how that's going to go down? So, but, 
to to team South Florida fishing's point, how are the how are the points set up? Because I don't understand it. Most most of the time I get it because you can kind of see where the rankings are AOY wise. But why the heck is Will Davis in, in group E? Who knows? Uh, uh, this is well, a Roddy error. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is yeah. a Ronnie Moore text and ask how the heck this works. <laughs> we'll see if we can get the update for folks. What bucket did you guys think was the hardest? B. Yeah, I went, oh, I'm going to say I B thought, as well. I thought C sucked. B's easy. I picked Brandon. I, I Anyways, thought, let's not get thought, into it. I thought C was relatively easy. We're all probably going to have the same pick there. Yeah. We might as well start getting into him. Brandon uh, is without service, so he did not send me his picks. So we do not have Brandon's, or Brandon, Brandon's picks. So we will get Brandon's update if he uh, did select his lineup. Uh, for uh, the next fantasy fishing show, but let's get into. I will share screen. Did you? Oh, so speaking of this, uh, did you guys also check your fantasy fishing on like day one or day two of the uh, Santee Cooper event and see I, that like, I never zero? I never check it during the event for that reason. It's all I always check after because they always it's always like changing and I just don't want to. It doesn't even matter. Well, no, it wouldn't. Your picks wouldn't even load. Like it showed zero again. I'm like, did I do it again? Like I thought I was, I felt so stupid because if I didn't see any picks submitted for Santee and it was like halfway through day one or something. Uh, and I, apparently Brennan said the same thing showed up on his, like it was, it was interesting, but I don't know if that happened for anybody else. Interesting. Yeah. Let's see here. Come on now. There we go. All right. So, Boomer, you won last week. So, let's start diving into Group E. Who's going to be your pick? Uh, I'm I'm on the Poche train. Until he bombs. Until he bombs. Yeah, I just didn't see anybody else in there that I – I think the one thing about the way he's fishing is pattern is irrelevant. Like pre-spawners go up into the current. So if he finds his way way back into something, he could be fishing for current-driven pre-spawn, post-spawn. It doesn't matter. So I, I like that um, he's just fishing for unpressured fish. That's the that's an absolute fact that he he is always fishing for fish that have not seen much, or at least in a long time. Yep, he's the only one with the the guts to uh, run that little aluminum boat all over the place. So, and they keep putting him in group E and like, I just think that he's a no brainer in this group. So that's me. Yeah. So we, we did actually get an answer on the last episode. We were talking about Poche um, or saying like, if, if for whatever reason, AOI wise, he was able to somehow get enough points to uh, make the classic or if he won the last event that qualifies for the classic because he did not fish every single event. He's not allowed to qualify for the classic. Was that an answer from like verified Bass staff, or was it like we yes, think that, that was from Bassmaster staff? Okay, super interesting. By the TD or by just someone on the by Bass internal staff? Hmm. Yeah, that kind of stinks. Yeah, I don't like that at all. 
I don't I don't blame him on why, but still kind of stinks for him. Oh, here we go. So from Ronnie Moore, the buckets and how they're organized is AOI points, but Will and Clint Davis got swapped because of a last name mix-up. Oh. Uh, people said that in the comments. They're right. Nailed it. That sucks. Was that posted somewhere then? Though? We just weren't paying attention? <laughs> yeah, it started in the comments, I think. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying the comments. Like, was it posted publicly? Like, I was curious how they knew. Like, did we miss something? But, uh, I'm, thank I'm you, sure. folks, in the comments. Yeah. All right. Uh, Deacon, what about you, man? Man, I went with the uh, the mix-up because of Bass. That's not the reason why, but I went with Will Davis Jr. Guy is fishing phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. And uh, like a lot of these Alabama guys, like a lot of them could be fishing on the Elite Series right now. It's just a matter of the chance. Um, their competition around them is so stout. And um, I have no idea how local he is to Lay Lake, but I'm sure he's been there in local trails all, all these years. And uh, he's sitting 20th in AOI. And I know it's a huge percentage in that bucket. E, like bucket. E always has, but that's uh, for sure. My pick. Heck yeah. Andy. I took Will Davis jr. As well. <laughs> well, I don't need an explanation. <laughs> yeah. The, I'm, I'm going to take Deacon's explanation. <laughs> Well, I too am going a little bit <laughs> on this one. Stack the board. And I'm sure Brennan, if he was here, is probably going with Will Davis Jr. because he's probably playing. And I am taking Will Davis Jr. <laughs> but any other... what? I'm not switching. Okay. I was going to say. I, I actually thought about taking Stu Cup, but um, because Soak he's up. had Soak Cup. Because of offshore? No, not, not just offshore. Like post spawn fish can be funky and it can be anyone's game. And I feel like when you have a post-spawn funk, somebody like Sukup, who is also in a funk, could possibly rise to the top. Soak up. Just soak up, whatever. <laughs> I'm, <dude, dude. laughs> I'm going to mess up like 30 times tonight. <laughs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> soak up, soak up, whatever. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> I'm surprised at the season KJ Queen's having. I feel like there's been a couple events that's real, like the like Murray that have been right in his wheelhouse that he's kind of struggled. I don't know if there's something going on or what, but like I feel like Lake it's set up for him too. But, all right, bucket D. It, if I, Sikup, I, I once think... Sikup breaks out, I got a feeling he'll be a good pick. I... I don't know Soak if you can do it yet. Soak up. <laughs> John, John. <laughs> I like that better. All right, Broomer. Bucket D. Um, sorry. Do you just I, want to make the pick for all of us? It's, it's Logan, man. We're picking what you're picking. Stinking Logan. Logan, I hope you're watching, dude. Go smash him. Logan Latuzo? West Logan. Oh, West <laughs> Logan. <laughs> There's two Logans. <laughs> no. After his win in Neely Henry, like, yeah. I feel like Lay like sets right up for him. It's hard to not pick West on the Kusa, Gosh. but there's a few Kusa guys in here. One mm-hmm. that I've been teetering with and I will avoid for this event. But <laughs> Deacon, what about you? <laughs> Man, I went with West too, and I think I think uh, something to to remember with this is it's not the same lake as uh, Neely Henry and that kind of a thing. I know it's close to it, but like 
I, I have a hard time just, I think, honestly, more than actually looking at results. But what burns in my mind, three of my picks are here because of watching that Elite Series event closely. Same time of year, obviously different place, but very similar place. And three of the guys that finished in the top 10 that were on camera a bunch, I have in here because of like envisioning that same thing happening. And I, you know, I think it's something you got to be careful of, but I feel like I watch stuff, you know, that burns in my head way more than like what actually happened. But it's like, man, these three guys did good on a very similar place nearby. And um, Wes is one of those guys that I think will be just fine. And he's saying it's tough and all that. And he's probably sandbagging. So as what, Wes, Paul Mueller, who else? Cruise? It's hard not to choose Atkins too. Dude, you team. had you had a bunch of guys on camera there. Here, I'll I'll give you the top ten from Neely Henry. You had Wes, Paul Mueller, G Man, Christy, Matt Airy, Brian New, Bob Downey, Brock Mosley, Austin Felix, and Todd Otten. Yeah, Todd, old Todd. Right, here's a good story for you guys that are choosing your picks. But Atkins, if you ever watched him, and I talked to him at Brandon's wedding eight years ago, but. He had to make a decision at that open if he was going to stay in MLF or if he was going to fish. It was the Neely Henry Open, and he needed to fish that open to make the elites. He qualified for the elites, and he had he had literally skipped an MLF event to do it and went out with like all the pressure in the whole world on Neely Henry. So I know it was Neely Henry, uh, but caught him in that open and ended up qualifying because of that open at that time frame. So he was super hard not to pick. And that was December, right? That Neely Henry. Open. No, I don't think it was that late. It was like super late, I thought. It was. It wasn't December though. I think it was like October or it was hot. I remember it just being really hot. But anyways, I just will never forget. Like he, it was tough. He lined them up. December third through fifth. We're talking about the twenty. Oh no, this is Lay Lake. This is Lay Lake. I'm not talking Neely Henry. I'm yeah, sorry. I was just talking about Neely and and the way he qualified with that tough bite. I knew it was October. Gotcha. Yeah. He's a good pick too. He was hard to pick. Not it was him or, in my opinion, it was him or Logan from when I was looking at it. I like it. That's my two cents. Andy, what about you? Taking Logan, mm-hmm. just a gut feeling. Just a gut feeling. Just a gut feeling. I'm a man of few local. words. Today. <laughs> just a gut feeling. <laughs> well, find a few more words, Andy. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. I don't. I don't have any words either. I'm going Westlake. <laughs> Find some words, Bailey. <laughs> no. I, there's a. There's a few. I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to not go local for this one because the Kuza is an interesting beast of a, of a river system. So, like, I mean, a Josh Strasener is one that pops out to me. Um, even one like a. Obviously, we talked about Atkins. Uh, you, I could see Fouts vibing with this place just from the Tennessee River. Not that they act the same, but just on, from a how fish move with that current system. I could see Fouts having a, a good event here, which he needs one. No top 50s yet this year. I could see Fouts turning the season around today or for this week. All right, Bucket C, Boomer, what you got? Jason Christie. Any any rhyme or reason? He's a genius with the water willow. He's really good with the buzz bait. He was in the top ten in that Neely Henry. So I like I just kind of like geeking. I'm just thinking about my experience, the things that burn in my mind, and I fish that open, and I just remember 
watching some of that stuff on the way home and Christy was doing really well. He was also in that tournament to qualify back for the elites. And so I really paid attention to it, but all of that post bond stuff seems to be in his wheelhouse. Like him with the jig is a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. Dangerous man. Yeah. He'll swim it, flip it. So Christy. DK, what about you? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm chalk right there with Jake on that one. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I switched my pick. I didn't even notice looking back here. Uh, I have G man. Um, mm. Same, same concept. Mm. Same, same thing. Super. He, he smokes him on a buzz bait. It always seems like around that, like gator grass or that water willow stuff, like wherever else is throwing a swim jig, he throws a buzz bait and he'll throw a swim jig too. Don't get me wrong, but just a junker, someone who's going to cook comfortable right at home in Alabama. I think he'll be just fine. I'm not going to say he's going to go in this event, but he's going to have a good tournament. I dig it. Yeah. Andy? Well, I don't have as many words to say, but I went Christy and the event that sticks out in my mind, like a post-spawn that I think he won was a Dardanelle event fishing like that water willow stuff. Swim jig post-spawn. He's going to catch them. And I think he, didn't he almost win the open on Lay Lake? I feel like, or he was in the top 10 he, in the fall. He, he almost won the elite. Yeah. I mean, and, he was third on Neely Henry. Sorry, is what I'm talking about yeah. behind West there. Well, I was saying about the year Christie qualified to get back to the elite series. I think he almost won the Lay Lake Open. Uh, I know uh, it was Neely Henry. Keith Carson oh. won it. Yeah. 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 He fucking Neely Henry. Neely Henry, he was fourth. That had to have been it. Yeah. He's, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm mush. <laughs> so I don't see. I want to say but he yeah. was in that though, to your point, Andy. Yeah, I think he almost I think there was an open on Lay Lake that he almost won like two or three years ago yeah. before he got back on the elites. Let's see. Did and it was in like it was like that it might have even been like the COVID year where everything was weird. That was, was twenty twenty, like, it was December. Um yeah. it didn't. And it was like really hot. Jason Christie, 136th think- place. So now yeah. he's not close to winning. Yep. See, I'm all off here. No. What do you do? You guys start equating their uh, angler of the year status when you're like about this far into the season. Like Christie's in 61st. Like I just saw that. Makes it a tough pick. Like you like see. I like to pick momentum, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it totally plays a factor. But I, I mean, I think it plays a factor. I don't know how much of a factor. Like someone right now. Like you look at like a Luke Palmer coming off a win, sitting good AOI. Like I think that totally plays. But I think also you could argue the the standpoint of like a Christie, like, okay, for him to make the classic, he's gonna need to he's need to get after it these next couple of events and he's a capable guy to Lay do a little it. motivation. Track. I hear that. Yeah, wow. other than him and, and Lester, I don't this is why I thought this bucket sucked. <laughs> Anyways. This is a tough bucket to pick one out of. Like there's other than Lester and Christy, I thought there wasn't any like, oh, that's easy. Anyways. Yeah, well, this one, uh, I'm gonna rock with Justin Hamner. Uh Alabama boy. Go with a jerk bait, scoping him. Uh I don't know why it's this is more one just a guy that I've talked to when we were actually at Neely Henry with him uh about it, and he's fish lay, and I just I feel like the guy is comfortable there, so I'm going to rock with somebody that understands it. Um, somebody that's a little bit lower in regards to percentages, 
I'm gonna rock with with Justin Hammer on this one. But there's a, there's a couple guys in here that I could see doing well. I mean, I can't pronounce his freaking first name still, but Fujita. I mean, he's just kind of got a really good streak going right now of finishes. Kyoya, something I don't know. I, I, I'm not even gonna try to attempt it. Uh, but another one, just going off that location bias, Joseph Webster, another Alabama boy. I believe he fishes lay heavily. Another great pick in this one too. If you're trying to go lower percentages. Oh, dude, all these Alabama guys. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's any other good ones here. I, I could see Cody Huff having a good event here. I don't know why this one seems to, to – his name seems to jive with me. But, all right, Group B, Boomer, who you got? Uh, the Polikinik. Polikinik. <laughs> B, Polikinik. I like that. He's still on the water. So, I was going to say, hey, take West Logan's spot and give us an update, but. I think he'll fish till dark. He's probably fishing still at dark. But, um, yeah, I think he's just fishing, get junking. <clears throat> I think uh, last year at Neely Henry in the bass deal, he was throwing a tiny little frog on, a t- on a, like a one of our smaller mm-hmm. rods. I mean, just making it up as he goes, he's kind of the man. But the problem is this is a pretty tough bucket to pick. So I wasn't playing favorites to the alpha guys, but, I mean, after him – after that last derby, you better not burn me. And no, like, I mean, he is just someone who I, I think excels a ton in this like slight post spawn deal where, I mean, you, you saw, I mean, I think where it, it opened my eyes. I mean, it's just, you, your eyes are always open with Palmic, but last year on, um, Santee, when he would like be out fishing a shallow pile, he'd be out on, on some piles and then he'd throw a big top water. Or like, and then he'd be up on the bank and like, you know, like you're saying that junking of just like that flow state that he gets in. Like, I think he did that again at this last one on Santee and is this going to set up the same out here? Like if there's an offshore bite, he'll be out there doing that for a minute and then he'll be up chasing a big one on a top water, big Coosa river spot, eating a spook. Like, I think, uh, I think it'll be fun to watch him do well. Letting intuition yeah. run. I like it. You don't ever see him like burn down a bank with a bait. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't do that. Like he fishes long and goes, "Oh, there's a blah blah blah," and throws at that, or "Oh, look at that." You know what I mean? Like you don't ever see him like with one bait for longer than five minutes, just covering water down a bank. You ever notice that? Kind of like when you're talking about Santee, he's on definitely the winning pattern, throwing at these piles, and he's like, "Oh, like oh, look over there. There's some." Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? And just like, dude, I'd love to be in that state fishing tournaments. Like he's just, oh, that clicks. That's great. Almost like he's like I got a direct feed to the fish computer, and it's <laughs> giving him all this opportunity. He said one time, he goes, "I got a serious case of what's around the next corner." That's what he told me one time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I like that. So you label him as a target fisherman, is what you're saying? Like he needs to be throwing at something specific, not a guy that's just gonna go fish a flat. No, but you ever, you ever like, I mean, especially lately for me, like, I feel like if I burn down a bank for longer than 15 minutes, I'm really not being open-minded and you don't ever see Brandon pick up a spinner bait and just go down a flat. Like he'll be halfway down it and one of his mega live target lock, blah, 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 will bing. And he'd be like, Oh, did you see over there? There's a stump. Maybe I should throw a drop shot at it. You know what I mean? Like he's never, he's looking at everything all at once. And like, uh, gosh, what was it? Santee Cooper, where he stopped, might have been Santee Cooper, and grabbed a drop shot rod that still yeah. was tied up from 
a smallmouth fishery and retied a heavier leader, took the time. Most people don't have the patience in that, but he's so comfortable in where he's at in his life and what he's doing, and he's he's where he belongs. He tied on a 10-pound leader and threw into it and caught an 8-pounder on camera. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Like I would have, ne- I would have looked at that rod and been like, I ain't throwing that in there. Like, oh, that was the eight pounder with a branch that came back to the boat with it, right? Yeah, he called it a catfish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like that comfort level uh, allows you to fish junk tournaments like he's going into. Um, just kind of his. If he doesn't do well, it's because his motor fell off or something. That's why. I, I, mean. <laughs> I wanted to pick Scott Martin, but uh, I just don't think that. I think Brandon's kind of groove it a little better. He's got the new baby pattern going this year, too. Hmm. What a thing. Mm-hmm. So you're saying we're going to see a dub. You never know. You know who else has a new baby that's just having a just out-of-the-box great year? Who's that? Bryant Smith. Dude, he's – I knew low-key. I mean, you can say that about any of these guys who are hammers that make the Elite Series, but I was like, he'll be, he'll be just fine. Yeah. Uh, he's you really ready. know because you travel with it, but I just looking at his results and stuff and seeing like him get thrown into places where he's never been and like he's exceed. Like, mm-hmm. be, yeah, I, yeah, sorry. So, sorry for my digging, taking so going off path so far. Sorry for taking your time there, Deacon. <laughs> oh, you're good, Deacon. Did you make your pick yet? Or see, we talking? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I said G Man. You said G Man. Or no, sorry, B. We're in B. B. Man, in bucket B, B was the hardest bucket for me. Um, don't know why, other than the fact that it didn't have any like super Alabama river style guys in there. Why is this not loading now? It's stuck on, uh, come on. Every time anything fantasy fishing issues I have, I just blame it on Ronnie Moore. It's got to be right. <laughs> We'll clip that. We'll clip that. And He's blocking it. you. <laughs> He's like, oh, you want to switch to bucket D? You can't. <laughs> um, no, man, this was just a gut pick more than anything. Um, and it was just just thinking maybe if there's anything offshore. And I don't know if it's just because the states have the same starting initial. But I think guys <laughs> from Arkansas do really well on any river systems or anything like in the South Alabama, like, I don't know anyways, but I mean, so I just went with Joey Sufuentes, man. I had no no rhyme or reason other than the fact of like being like, man, I think he'll do well there. I'm sure he's fished there before throughout his career or in the, uh, in the opens when they went there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a complete different time here, but anyways, uh, I went with Sufuentes. Yeah. He's fishing hot. He got, he was in top 10 at Bugs Island last week for that was the other reason he finished sixth at bugs island mm-hmm. 37th in the points i, I kind of really do like that arkansas comparison though not the, the starting with the same way <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> the one where you're talking about <laughs> how they how they can set up similar well like i mean you think of like all the guy like a stetson blaylock man like he does well everywhere especially mm-hmm. in rivers like he's gonna have a good finish i'm not gonna say he's gonna win it but he's gonna be in the top 30 for sure. Now I like that pick. Andy, what about you? In group B, I actually took Matt Robertson. I don't think he's gonna have twenty five pounds to lead day one. You sure? But yeah, Third that'd be wild. In a row, you would do it. <laughs> that'd be wild. But I do think he's gonna catch a limit hopefully every day and be in the top ten at the end of the deal. He's fishing really good right now. He keeps like 
towards the end. So maybe he, he can pull it all together. He had a really cool. Um, I was gonna see if I can find it. I, um, oh, here we go. He did a really cool uh, Q and A with Jay Kumar from Bass Blaster on their newsletter. I don't know if you guys have had the chance, if you guys are subscribed to it, to read it. And they talked about that, like his new style. If he's just like doesn't give a damn, just swinging for it. If he's like not trying to win, then like really doesn't care. Um, uh, basically, was. Uh, and it's it's quoted Matt, Matt Robertson's quoted here saying if I'm aiming for first and fall short of that that's okay but if I'm aiming for top 50 to make a check and fall short that's not okay so that's why I'm fishing for first place every single time uh so he's essentially he goes I'm not swinging for the or I'm swinging for the fences every single tournament I'm not fishing for checks anymore I'm fishing for blue trophies which is like and he so there's one quote here that said uh Let's see. Hold on. Where, where is this the one? He goes, uh, he goes, I know a lot of people see me as, ch- as I'm choking, but I know how clo- how to close on big tournaments. I've won opens, multiple opens. I've won locally. He goes, but I've also learned, goes, so I know how to close, but I've also learned when it's your time, it's your time. But fishing like I am, if I hook up those other couple days, I'm going to win. And when I do, I'm going to blow it out of the water. So I, I put mad respect on that style. That's just the, you know, slap them around and i'm gonna you know go for it yeah yeah and not like it's like the it's like picking up the big bait for the big bite and not putting it down and not being like you know one o'clock you don't even have a limit of you know you know quitting on it and going to grab a drop shot to fill a limit like he's just like i don't care i'm gonna keep rocking with this swim bait for the rest of the day i don't care if i come in before so i dig that it makes it for it makes for interesting tv that's for sure yeah i could see him like throwing a top water all day long and just hoping to get five bites because I feel like post spawn, if you can get five bites on top water throughout the day, they're going to be good ones and probably some call shad because they just eat that during the shad spawn. I feel like, yeah, I mean, we saw big swim baits play at Murray. We saw, uh, he was throwing the big eight inch, uh, you know, big swim baits at Santee. Uh, I think it was a call shad. Like, are we gonna see that here at Lay? Like, does Lay have the the caliber of fish to be, for guys to be throwing? It has gizzards in it, so that very likely could. That'd be interesting. Uh, for this one, I I was really confused on Bucket B in regards to I wasn't really sure who to pick. Like, we were sitting offline here for probably almost a good ten minutes, and that was the only bucket I didn't have somebody picked yet because I could not make up my mind. Uh, and somebody that we've we've proven time and time again that they can do well anywhere. And there's always, I think Deacon mentioned it early, either early this season or last year, where it's like you can never ever count him out in any tournament anywhere, anytime. Uh, and that's Brandon Polinick. Like he he's shown he can win and be in contention anywhere in the country. So uh, more out of the the fact that I of that, but also like I don't know who the heck to pick in this one. Uh, I'm going BP. So group A, last bucket here. Boomer, who you got? I can't get my team to come back up. I went over to mess with my drain the lake and I screwed it up. So let's pick eight, Boomer. Eight. <laughs> Dang it. Uh so you have to pick on uh, uh Sarah first, and then I'll figure out what's wrong with this thing. All right, Sarah. I'm telling you, it's Ronnie. She can, she can you're first. All right. Well, 
Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Back to envisioning guys doing well from previous river style Alabama tournaments, man. I'm going Matt Airy. He's a low percentage pick. I'm just trying to make up some points in some of these, like my, my bucket A and bucket B where he should probably be the least risky. I'm being the most risky and I've got Matt Airy and Joyce Fuentes. But anyways, Matt was catching some of those big, big Coosa river spots on a spook. And I loved watching it and everyone that bit it were real big ones. And so uh, I could see this being a thing again. He's also deadly. I think a lot of people don't realize how deadly that guy is with a, a wacky rig. Um, mm-hmm when they're up in that post-spawn, spawn funk kind of going on. So, um, man, I'm going airy on that. Could burn me for sure, but, man, he's having a good season. He's 10th AOI right now. He doesn't have any uh, top 10s, but he's had a lot of just solid finishes. That's what I'm going Four, with. He's 14th AOI. Okay. Isn't he? Yeah, 14th. No, he's a really – he was really tough. Maybe I'm going my uh, – oh, because the fantasy rankings are fantasy points rankings, not yeah, yeah. AOI. Okay, he's 10th in fantasy points, which is – 14th AOI. Okay. But he's 14th. Yeah. No, he's having a blowout season. He's doing good. I want to say he's one of your more consistent, you know, Czech fishermen. In that regards to like, he's not always in the top five in contention. He makes a top 10. He makes the classic all the time, man. Yeah. I mean, he almost won the classic at Ray Roberts. If he, I think if he landed the one fish he lost, he might have beaten Hank Cherry. But uh, he's just, he seems like a guy that's always cashing a check. Always in the yeah. top thirty. I agree. I like that. Student you know the game. That's right. Andy, what about you? Scott Canterbury. Oh, Andy. I think uh the buzzbait's <laughs> gonna play in pretty close. He lives what in Odinville, which is a little north, I think, of Lay Lake from looking at a map. So I think Canterbury's gonna play pretty good in group A. Danny stole my pick. Well, that's what you get for not taking your turn, Boomer. I, I know. Yeah, thief. <laughs> thief. You'd be the thief, technically. No, I, well, I picked him first, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he, he lives right there. He's also 21st in points. And he's that guy that doesn't have, like, this huge social media. Like, nobody pays attention to him. But he's, like, airy. He's just sneaking into the top 20 against all these hammers. Uh, yeah. He's Andy. a good Overdue. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah, he hasn't really had like a, a big performance beyond actually, I mean, really the classic uh, this year uh, since he won AOI. Yeah, he hasn't really been in, in the running for a dub or AOI, but all right, Boomer, what you got? What you got? Group A? Yes, sir. Group A. What did I just do? Oh, I just took out my AOI points here. Oh, I said Canterbury. Sorry. Oh, you, okay. You were going Canterbury? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canterbury. For this one, I was about to change my pick when we were talking offline a little bit. We were talking about get David Gaston. You guys almost convinced me to, to to ride the train. But one who's got me a little bit more confidence. Uh, you guys see a trend with my picks here from location bias. But I'm going old Kyle Welcher. I think another one who does well. Just Dude. kind of from an intuition just rides the wave, does what he feels like, uh, doesn't f- seem to force anything, is very stubborn in regards to he likes to just do it his way. Um, also, he's an Alabama guy, which there's a lot of Alabama guys in this one. Um, but yeah, I'm going Kyle Welcher in this one. Two group A sucks. <laughs> Welcher's in fifth place. Like, yeah, t- tough group of dudes. 
Any other outliers in Group A that you guys could see doing well besides the ones we picked? Brandon Cobb. Mm, nobody Hard picked Cobb. Hard to bet against him with a Senko. Mm, nobody picked Cobb. Nobody picked Cobb. Nobody picked Ike. Nobody picked Brandon Card, who's been fishing really well this year. Yeah, four top. Nobody players. picked Cox, didn't him and him and his buddy just first and second in the last invitational. Mm-hmm. Him and the like two of the best fishermen ever come out of Florida. Yeah. The Cox is gonna spot. he'll get rolling here pretty quick and he'll be the guy that we talk about on the top of every leaderboard. Yeah. Yeah, and then last time none of us picked Cox, he was in the top ten. So look for him Damn. to be in the top ten. Word to the wise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Swing that Berkeley general around. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Uh well, people have been able to see my weight this whole event thing because I forgot to take that part off. But uh I'm rocking with fifty eight twelve. You guys heard the beginning of the show. Wes was saying sixty to sixty two is his pick to win it all, but what do you guys think? Sixty-one three. Dig. I got fifty-eight nine. Debbie Downer. <laughs> oh, I did pick fifty-eight. <laughs> I'm an idiot. He still went lower than you, Bailey. So he's still a downer. Technically, yeah. <laughs> I have fifty-four twelve or oh, fifty-four five. Yeah. Oh, man. I think the first day is going to be really good, but if you look at the weather, I think it's going to, I don't know. John, I think, like, King, get off that crap hole, man. Green River, that place sucks. Oh, it's your home pond. Where are you seeing this? John King. Oh, up a couple. Green River Lake. Only thing biting there's a, Peters. There's a college national championship there that I fished in like 2016 or something, and like, dude, I think Two guys caught limits both days. Granted, it was July in Kentucky, so but it was brutal. Oh boy! All right, uh, big bass. What do you guys think? Big bass for this event is going to be. And is it going to be a spot or a largemouth? It'll probably be a green one. Well, which what's green, Andy? Oh, large bucket. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be a big large mouth bass. A one six pounder. Yeah, it's probably going to be like. Five and a half post spawn to six and a half, I would think somewhere in there. Five and a half to six and a half. You're giving us quite the range, Andy. I'm gonna pick four pounds to six pounds. Six three. All right. I call anywhere between four and nine pounds. (laughs) I'm right. I want this bank to this bank, and it's all mine. Yeah. (laughs) You go down that bank over there. And you follow for four miles. That's all mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was going that direction. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I was thinking of like how Mercer used to ask the Elite Series guys like all the quotes in the morning. Like the guys would quote Tommy Biffle and he'd be like, I cut you. Like, if you, that's my bank to my bank. I'll cut you. The, they should bring that so, back, honestly. Those were so good. Dude, those were the best. Like imitating each other. I yeah. loved it. <laughs> John Cruz was always the, the best one they interviewed because he like really got into it, especially oh, like the impressions. Yeah. The yeah. Cruz one was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, the big old pig. Whatever. <laughs> Dude, I still <laughs> cannot get over every time 
Steve Kennedy has a big fish on man. He just <laughs> oh, dude, he giggles. It's so yeah, he's like, oh, 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 don't you come on? No. <laughs> just <laughs> frantically running around the boat. <laughs> he's just high pitched, just like a little kid. I just love it. Oh, I got, a, I got a better question for you. The guy that catches the biggest bass of the tournament, does he make top ten? No, probably not. No, it never is. Does man. he That's make the day three cut? Yes. Yes. Mm. Stop copying very me, sure answer. <laughs> yeah, you guys like knew your answer right away. We rehearsed yeah. this before. It seems like in post mm. events, especially like this stuff, and if it is a big mouth, like Andy said, the uh, <laughs> it's a it's a big large it's a big, big mouth green large. one. <laughs> big Even mouth. If it's large. a big mouth green one. Yeah. Uh, I've been looking at too many smallmouth the past week. All right, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the small mouth of room. You make it brain. sound like a bad thing. Oh, yeah! My, literally, my hands are literally bleeding like on every like, finger. I can't oh, I'm so depressed. Fishing so every day. Oh, on Lake Erie. Oh. <laughs> can you turn him off, Bailey? Can you just like? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Don't worry. He's Radio silence. <laughs> it's a much more positive show now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm just so tired, wailing on five pounders. <laughs> Sorry, I have a button. I can bring myself back. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I'm so tired from whaling on five pounders. My forearms hurt. The drag was just ripping all day. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, though, it's starting to get a little tough. So next couple days, I have my work cut out for me. Tough fishing, fishing dude. And beating up yeah, on the schools too much. Full moon. No, full moon water's warming quick. And there is a tournament and like 500 boats out over the weekend. The fish are in really small areas. It's getting to the point where I have to position my boat a very certain way just to get them to bite. If I can see them on live, like I had probably 60, 70 bass. We cast it at today. It just ran away like 70 feet out. Like bait comes down. I can see it. And the bass That's literally good. as it's coming down, it's running away. Mm. <laughs> so getting yeah. a little tuned into it. Yeah. Yeah, man, I really feel bad for you while I was working today. Hey, I didn't send you that many. I don't think I sent you pictures today. Yesterday was... Oh, you sent me pictures. Did I? <laughs> Jerk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I sent you the first six-pounder we put in the boat today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I found right. a magical spot, right? <laughs> Saved my butt the last two days. Dude, you sound like you're about to fall asleep, like right oh, now. I am. <laughs> All right, well, let's run through Drain the Lake so that uh, Daddy Andy can go to bed. Daddy Andy. Daddy I got to be up in three hours. To Pop a hole. Baby. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say. All right, Andy, <laughs> run through your picks and go to, go to damn No, bed. I'm good. I'm, I'm here. Hold on. Pull it up. Drain the Lake. Where is it? My team. All right. Drain the Lake, I have Canterbury, Atkins, Hamner, West Logan, Mark Menendez, Palmer, Welcher, and Webster. I want Alabama heavy. Alabama heavy. Alabama. I like Alabama. Alabama. Alabama lamb. What do you got, Deacon? I got six Alabama guys. I got uh, David Gaston, Matt Heron, Wes Logan, Luke Palmer, Josh Straysner, Will Davis Jr., Clint Davis, and Matt Airy. Nice. Boomer, did you pick eight? Watley. <laughs> I got eight this time. I'm dying to drain the lake. I must not be paying any attention to it. Like I just pick them. Like oh, I like this the way he's doing that. I think <laughs> yeah. you missed the whole tournament, dude. I think I might have. Dang it! 
Atkins, Davis Jr., Hamner, Kennedy, Logan, Palmer, Welcher, Wally. I got Sefuentes, Will Davis, Hamner, Heron, Wes Logan, Logan Latuso, Bryant Smith, and Josh Strasner. And uh, the tally actually currently for Drain the Lake uh, is Deacon in the lead with 8,374. Brennan in second with 8,127. I'm in third with 7,556. Andy in fourth with 7,463. And Boomer in last, uh, not picking two of the tournaments out of the five <laughs> plus par with 5,031. <laughs> yeah, there's a problem here with Santi Cooper. <laughs> and Murray. Whoops. <laughs> but, uh, boys, anything else before we uh, wrap up tonight's show? Anything we might have missed? I think we covered everything. Wish we could have Brennan on. We'll obviously hear his picks on the next show. Which I think it's Sabine. Sabine's next. Yeah, oh, man. Not a month away. Is it bad that I'm actually excited to watch this Sabine though? I actually enjoy it. Like grinders. Yeah. The only thing I hate is that the Louisiana side, the, all the that private water, like you're, you can actually make water oh. there. It would be so much better if they could go over there too. But they would all be in the same canal together, flipping reeds and just boat after boat after boat like the first year they went to the Sabine if I remember correctly I think that was one Chris Lane one and they were all like flipping in the same canal together hmm. was well, that the TJ one or Dennis TJ the debacle with that the very first Sabine was that Sabine I think so I, I think this is the one yeah. where there was like a guy coming out of a bathroom and like fishing in the parking lot flooded <laughs> Wait, what? What were <laughs> you watching, bro? <laughs> no, it was really on the Bassmaster show, like a guy came out of a porter, John Cassie. It might have been, was that Brandon Boomer that did that? No, I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. So lost. yeah, go go to YouTube and look up the first yeah. Sabine River, and there was like a flood there. Yeah. And a guy literally, I think it was BP, like was, came out of a porter, John with the rod, casting the water was like, over their ankles deep in the parking lot because they got so much rain. Yeah. And there was some that. Drama. Yeah. That's the one place that every Brandon every time he talks about it, he talks about the one time he was running down the lake and hit a refrigerator. What? Dude, river, like, he tells the story. Yeah. Oh dude, there's so much trash in the water. He's like, Yeah, I hit something it's hard. hard and, like... Yeah. I don't remember if it cost him a lower unit or not, but he's like, Man, I gotta go mark that. What was it? And it was a Frigid air, <laughs> no refrigerator. <laughs> T-bonded on plane. Did he no. get it off of it? No, he marked yeah, so it, it, it again. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Is it? Was there any beer in there? Did you check?" <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> We're gonna troll the motor back from that. You might as well see if there's any beer in there. Right. Oh yeah. Well, boys, great show tonight. Uh, good to be back for fancy fishing. Uh, appreciate everybody joining in. Fun as always. Uh, if you guys are good, we'll call this thing a night. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, right, folks, appreciate y'all, and we'll see you tomorrow night. We got Luke Palmer. He uh, couldn't make last week, so makeup show tomorrow night with Luke Palmer. We'll see y'all tomorrow night. Gonna be sweet. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. 
If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you like some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all. And we'll see y'all on the next one.